My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning, welcome to travel and cruise industry news on this, the first day of February 2022. I'm coming to you from the 18th deck of the MSD Seashore. Uh, when I came up here and set up first thing this morning, it was nice and quiet. <laughs> but off to my right shoulder is the Pirates Cove with all the kids. Off to my left shoulder is one of the main pools and a couple of hot tubs. So it might get a little noisy here today, but that's okay. I'm on a cruise. That's all that matters. So hope everybody's having a terrific day out there. Today is National Baked Alaska Day. Now, I have no idea if, you know, uh, an MSC ship even knows what Baked Alaska is. I have not seen any on board. Uh, so if you guys are out there, somebody might have to go find some Baked Alaska and eat it for me. Now, I will be checking to see if they might have some here when uh, I go eat later on today. But anyway, National Baked Alaska Day today. All right, just a couple ships sailing from North America ports down in West Palm Beach. The Grand Classica sails. That, of course, is going to be the Margaritaville Paradise come April. Uh, and our friend Sharon was on it the last couple of days. Uh, out in Los Angeles, Long Beach, Star of America sails. And that's it for today. Just a couple of ships going. So not the, not the biggest uh, day in the world. All right, today's headlines, which we'll get to before it's over with. Cruise ship contraband, a story about that. Rocket launch scuttled by a cruise ship. New life for the Queen Mary. Princess takes delivery of Discovery Princess. Six months and 100,000 guests. Mardi Gras milestones. And the Norwegian Terminal wins an award. That and a whole lot more live here this morning at 11 a.m. On a personal note, I mentioned this yesterday. I'll mention it one more time today, just in case some of you might have mentioned. I'm now booked on the inaugural cruise of the MSC Seascape, which sailed from Miami 
on December 11th. It's an eight-night cruise to the Eastern Caribbean. Uh, my cruise calendar on my accessible blog, which is accessadventure.net, has been updated. Uh, if any of you might be interested in joining me on the inaugural cruise for the Seascape, let me know and we can get you hooked right up. Uh, of course, you can always check my schedule. I now have 15 cruises booked with the updated uh, schedule. If you're listening to this via the podcast, uh, you can always access the podcast on my blog, accessadventure.net. <clears throat> or you can go to all the places where you get your normal podcast, like TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Pandora, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. All you have to do is search for travel and cruise industry news, and you'll get the old fat travel guy every time. Now, since I am going to be posting uh, some clips and pictures uh, from my cruises, if you are on listening by the podcast, you can always go down to the description, check out uh, the link that's in the description to go over to the video side, so you can always take a look at the clips or uh, pictures that we'll be posting on the daily shows as well. So... Uh, both our friend Sharon and uh, Cruising with Ted gave me this information, uh, and I did not have it when Sharon mentioned yesterday. So I want to rectify what I said yesterday that was actually uh, wrong. Uh, Sharon mentioned it, and I questioned it on the air because I did not have the information. And not only was Sharon right, uh, but it was even bigger than I could could have possibly believed. And here's the truth about it. And again, my thanks to our buddy Sharon for kicking me in the butt, which she did, uh, to wake me up to what was really going on with the whole situation with uh, with Crystal. And this is a message that uh, uh, Ted sent me uh, this morning uh, that went out to all the Crystal guests. Uh, thanks all the displaced guests who have reached out for help. Travel providers everywhere are reaching out and providing a hand to those that need it the most. The latest update on guests currently on Crystal Serenity for guests who have made arrangements to join Regent Mariner in Aruba. That's what uh, Sharon said yesterday, was that Mariner's the deceased was trying to help it out, but it's Regent Mariner in Aruba. Regent is working on options for the guests We'll be able to, and we'll be communicating with those guests later. Uh, we are here to support you. Now, remember, they did not allow the ship to land in Aruba. They sent it on to Bimini. There was land in Bimini, and they had plans to ferry all the guests back over to Fort Lauderdale and then get them back to their airports so they could hopefully uh, get home. So... And from the MSC Seashore, that's where I am. Uh, just a couple of things to pop up here. That's, of course, the uh, Saborski Crystal Staircase. Many of you realized yesterday that I said publicly, since it was National Brandy Alexander Day, that I had never had a Brandy Alexander. 
I now have had uh, several. Watch this. Hey folks, good afternoon. As promised on my show today, some of you that watched the show this morning realize that today is National Brandy Alexander Day. And I admitted on the show that I have never had one. So we're gonna rectify that situation right here on live broadcast. So let's see if I can get the camera to do that. Yes, I can. There it is. That would be a Brandy Alexander, the bartender. Did the whole business with shaking it and everything. Now I'm gonna get it twisted back around here to me. Okay, and I'll switch hands with the thing here. Let's have my first sip. Cheers and happy uh, Brandy Alexander Day. Oh, boy. I like that. Um, it's sweeter than I expected. It still has a nice bite to it. I'm guessing that cinnamon on top. I don't know. I'm not sure what's in it. Don't care. That's very tasty. Not that that is going to displace my Elijah Craig. That's still my bourbon of choice. But I like this. This might become a, a new cruise staple for the old fat travel guy. A Brandy Alexander. Awesome. All right, that was Brandy Alexander Day yesterday, of course. The other thing I did yesterday is, some of you remember when I talked to uh, Sue uh, Bryant from the cruise editor of the London Times. She had been out on one of these glass bridges with that dropped down from a bazillion miles beneath her. All because of Sue, I did this yesterday afternoon when it finally quit raining. This is the Infinity Bridge on board the MSC Seashore. And believe me, folks, not too long ago, folks, I fussed it. Sue Bryant, a cruise editor of the London Times, Sunday London Times, about going across an infinity bridge on a cruise ship. And I'm fatter than she is. Here goes nothing, folks. This is the infinity bridge on the MSC seashore with my big butt on my scooter. And as you can see down beneath, this is a straight drop off into the water. And I'm a little uneasy about it, but it's gonna, I'm gonna get through it. And there we go. My first ever trip across an infinity bridge. Whee. I'm a little more relaxed now. <laughs> that wasn't easy for me to do, folks. That's a hell of a drop-off. I'm being a coward. Anyway, I did it. 
That was a tape of me right at the corner. Uh, by the way, there was one other thing that Sharon had mentioned, you know, in, in response to the issues that I had uh, with them not allowing the wheelchair service to bring me to the cabin where the scooter was going to be. Uh, Sharon reports that she checked with some folks and that Holland um, America and Princess both now take wheelchair passengers to the cabins to get the scooter so you're not stuck like I was. Thank you for that information, Sam. We do appreciate that. So I'll be back with today's news after this word from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, back at it, folks. We're traveling cruise industry news on this, the first day of February 2022. Now, this incident actually took place back in December, but the full details are only now coming to light and probably something all of us have been guilty of at one time or another. I know I have. I mean, I'm going back all the way to when I was a kid, I was guilty of this. But a couple disembarking from a cruise ship in New Orleans was caught with over 500 contraband items, real serious contraband folks like seashells. What? That's right. According to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, the unnamed couple in question were disembarking a ship in New Orleans when one of the agency's agricultural specialists pulled them aside to have their baggage checked. At this point, a virtual treasure trove of filtered items was discovered. The couple admitted that they collected the items at various ports of call during the cruise, saying they intended to use them all in art projects. Well, that makes sense. During the seven-night Western Caribbean sailing, they visited ports, including Montego Bay. That's, of course, uh, Rotan, Honduras. Oh, no, Montego Bay is Jamaica. I'm sorry. Mahogany Bay is Rotan. Uh, but... Uh, um, um, they went to Cajamel and Montego Bay in Jamaica. Among the items the pair had amassed during their cruise were 47 sea sponges, five queen conch shells, 297 shells, and more. While these aquatic items may look nice, said New Orleans area port director Harry Edwards, the import-export of them is to be regulated to protect the natural resources. Who the hell knew that? I didn't. All right, folks. 
they didn't end up charging the people because they had no, uh, you know, previous history of absconding with a seizure. I'm not going to make any editorial comment on this story whatsoever. However, that seems a bit silly. At least they didn't charge them. Confiscated them. Now, I wonder what the uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service did with them. Take them back? Oh, well. With just 33 seconds left before it takes a takeoff, liftoff, whatever SpaceX calls the shooting a rocket up in the air, they were forced to scrub the launch from uh, from a rocket being sent off at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station on Sunday evening over a cruise ship being in the wrong place. Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Sea found itself in the site's hazard area along with the Falcon 9 rocket uh, southern flight path. During a web webcast following the scrub launch, SpaceX production manager Jesse Anderson said, we did have a cruise liner making its way toward the no-go zone. The Coast Guard was unable to clear it out. Both the Meraviglia, that's one of the MSC ships, and Harmony of the Seas were in the region during the launch. However, only the Royal ship was in the wrong place. Now, why would something like this happen? The launch had been scrubbed four previous days. So this wasn't even on the uh, uh, schedule initially when the cruise ships set their ass. They ended up launching the thing the next day. So it wasn't the end of the world. It got launched on Monday instead of Sunday. Oh, well. After closing in early 2020, the Queen Mary out there in Long Beach in California, they're getting a second chance at life after massive repairs. The former ocean liner is planning to reopen later this year. Interestingly enough, the most urgent repairs is removal of the deteriorated lifeboats. It seems that where they you know, they got this big hooky things that they hang the lifeboats on. I definitely brought it out. And they're causing all kinds of stress fractures in the hull of the boat. So they're getting rid of the lifeboats, except for two. They're going to keep two of the 19. Now, obviously, the Queen Mary doesn't go out to sea, but it's still in the water. I mean, it could sink. Yeah, it's not in real deep water there in the dock. But anyway, they're going to get it back open so you can go stay on the Queen Mary or you know, have your bridal shower or some business meeting or whatever. It'll be up later on. This year. All right, Princess Cruise Lines, congratulations to them. They took delivery of their newest ship, the Discovery Princess. During the handover ceremony uh, yesterday at Fincantieri Shipyard in Napoli, Italy, the 3,660 guest Discovery uh, Princess 
is going to run some California stuff out of Los Angeles for a while. Oh, boy, here comes some music. I'm almost done, folks. Um, and then it's going to do Alaska. So the Discovery Prince's first real solid uh, business will be uh, in Alaska. We'll start sailing March 27th. For about a month, it's going to run up and down the California coast, Mexican Riviera, then head up to Seattle for the season. Today marks the six-month anniversary for the Mardi Gras. And remember, folks, you don't call it the Carnival Mardi Gras. You just call it the Mardi Gras. Don't ask me why. But that's, uh, I was called on the carpet for that one. Mardi Gras was the first of three XL class ships in the world's first with a roller coaster. Sister Ships Carnival Celebration and the Jubilee. Notice the Jubilee, not the Carnival Jubilee. They're going to do the same thing with that one. I don't know why, but they are. They'll debut in 2022 and 23, respectively. The cruise ship has more than 20 dining options, something for everyone in the family. That's the Mardi Gras, of course. The uh, dining options include several new venues like Emerald's Bistro, Shaq's Big Chicken, Shabang, Street Eats. It's just passed 100,000 guests in six months. Not bad in the middle of a pandemic. Congratulations to Carnival and Mardi Gras. All right, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, the parent company of Norwegian Cruise Line, Oceana, and Region 7 Seas, has been recognized for the environmental design of the new cruise terminal in Port Miami. And it's all kinds of green, you know, very liberal-minded, save the planet, unright, good for Norwegian. Cruise industry needs more of those kind of efforts. Hats off to them. I'm glad they were recognized for the green initiative in the new terminal, which opened uh, last year in Port Miami. All right, guys. I have no idea if I can even see you in the chat room today because I, I am in a really uh, I'm sitting here looking out at the ocean, which I am. The glare on the computer screen is unbelievable. And of course, I did have John as backup. He's sitting over here in the, in the green room uh, waiting to pop on. So there's John. Hi, John. Good did morning. Ever, morning. Did, did you get the 70 mile an hour Nanook of the North winds yet? Well, we, we did not get them. It's just terrible and miserable outside there. Yeah, no, that's, uh, unfortunately, I'll stay where I am. I'm not going up and visiting you anytime soon. <laughs> so, anyway, they were calling on 70-mile-an-hour winds at John. I do hope you have um, Ace tied down so uh, so he won't blow away. Ace is uh, firmly ensconced in the video trailer, and uh, there's another outside cat that is under the trailer. He comes up for food every day, but he's everybody's okay. Yep. All right, by the way, folks, I haven't said this for a couple of days. We're getting a lot of new folks that are popping in to watch these shows and watch the live streams. I'm probably going to do a live stream tonight. I did not do one last night because I was just pooped. 
after I got done with that steak dinner. And yes, and I had several adult beverages yesterday. Um, I ended up in the cabin and I just had no energy for doing the live stream. So we'll probably do one later on tonight uh, or this evening. I'm not sure when yet. We'll see what happens. Uh, but anyway, if you are new, uh, we do this show every day, six days a week at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Travel and Cruise Industry News. And then John and our friend Martin and I do a show called The Cruise Amigos on Sundays at uh, 1 o'clock e uh, Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 7 o'clock uh, Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. Uh, so feel free to join us. But as always, folks, we appreciate thumbs up. That lets you to know that you like what we're doing. And uh, if you have not subscribed to this channel, please do so. Doesn't cost anything. Helps the channel out. Helps us grow. Helps us get bigger. Uh, helps more people to be able to see the content we're providing. And uh, what are we looking at? I can't see from the glare. That is one of the cats. Yep. Somebody in the chat room asked to see the cat, but I'm not in the studio where Ace lives. So that's yeah. one of the house cats. Ace is taking care of the other studio. Yeah. All right, Lizzie Lou's with us. Hey, Lizzie, Amy's here. Nikki's with us. Oh, I didn't show Nikki's picture. Hang on a minute. I got to do that. I loaded it up and then didn't, didn't go back to it. This was uh, a lovely, fiery sunset. I think it was as oh. Nikki and Roger crossed over the equator, maybe. They're, of course, out there on the Viking Orion. Orion. Um, why do I say that wrong? Viking Orion in the South Pacific on their way back to Los Angeles. That's got to be a hell of a letdown. Papiete, Tahiti, and then you go to Los Angeles. So, anyway, they're on their way home soon. But they've had a fabulous trip, and we've been uh, stealing stuff from them the whole way and showing it. Jack's with us from Conroe, Texas at 60 degrees. That's better than it's been, Jack. Cindy's here. Hey, Cindy, good to see you. Uh, are the Chili's Cruises, that's John. He, he's just saying it's blizzarding in North Dakota and Minnesota. Jack says hello to everybody. So does Lizzie. There's Jason up in Pittsburgh. What's for lunch? I have no idea. I haven't even thought about lunch. I did, um, in uh, interest of science, after I set my computer up here this morning, I immediately went to work on the vegetable levels to make sure the vegetable levels were where they needed to be for the broadcast today. I have not thought about a lunch whatsoever. Probably, I'll probably go back to my cabin and process the show where I can see. And I'll either go get some sushi or I'll go to the buffet. I don't know. Sixty on the Ushi say. No sushi. Come to my house. Come to my house. 
another specialty restaurant here. They've got a Mexican specialty restaurant too that I haven't tried. That sounds good. That sounds good. I bet you there's I think some. It's open at lunchtime. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. They this this ship doesn't have as many lunch. Uh, possibility Many. Many. as a lot of other ships do. Yeah. Now, those of you that have questioned the food on MSC, man, I'm not questioning that at all. I'm going to do a whole piece on the specialty restaurants. You know, I did the Butcher's Cut Steakhouse last night. I'm doing teppanyaki tomorrow night. I am going to uh, to give you my opinions on that other than the food was really good. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. It was an awesome dining experience. But to get more into the standpoint of is the specialty dining worth the money? Uh, and I have some thoughts about that. Uh, but I, clearly, from the food last night, it was that was wonderful. And I, I mean, you know, I could have gone a lot more. Because they want to add you on and boost you up, even though you're paying. Well, the the package that I was that I fit into, if you came on the ship and bought it, it would be a hundred bucks for two dinners. So you figure roughly fifty bucks a dinner per person. And see, for me, at that rate, now with the incredibly inexpensive week-long deals you can get. Think about it. If you skip 10 upscale restaurants, you could go on another cruise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm definitely against it, but haven't been a cheap ass for most of my life. You know, a bargain cruiser. Yeah, I never had the money to do this. Yeah, now, yeah, I can afford doing it. So... That's why I'm doing it now, and I'm doing. I've got a couple booked next week on the Davina because I want to be able to share that content. <coughs> it was an awesome deal. So, but yeah, I'll have some opinions on that before it's over with. Tell us about your corn chowder while I choke a little bit. <laughs> well, I I was deciding what to make today, and I had some fresh frozen corn from last summer from the garden. Just Casey uh, grew uh, hundreds of uh, you know uh, hills of corn last summer, and this is kind of like not baby corn like little corn, but the corn is very young and fresh and sweet. And I said, you know, that's just got to go into a chowder. So I uh, fried some bacon, had some sausage left over. That's in there. There's going to be potatoes, of course, and some fresh cream and uh, thyme, salt, pepper, lots of onion that's um, very slowly simmered on the stove first. So the kind of onion flavor is gone and the tuber, you know, gentle onion flavor is there. So it's going to be good. So you don't put your beets or any of the pot you grow in the corn chowder. Nope, no beets, no pot. That's disappointing. Well, but you know, this pot that you speak of, you know, is a is an adjunct, an accoutrement, 
an accessory to good eating. So you see, it's not that one, I don't, I'm not a user, but those that do use might find that my food tastes even a little better after a little inhalation. Now, the, the, the stuff you grow that I call pot and you refer to it as other things, is it true that somebody has taken that stuff now and making clothes out of it? Oh, that, that, that's not now. I mean, uh, hemp clothing is actually old to the world. It, uh, people were making hemp clothes 2,000 years ago. And the, the Native Americans were doing it 200 years ago and 100 years ago. Yes, it makes, like if you made a blue jean out of this same material, it would last three times as long as a cotton blue jean. Why do you suppose the cotton industry is lobbying for that heathen devil weed marijuana to not let it become legal? Because well, what keeps you from wanting to smoke your sleeve or something? <laughs> There's no THC within the industrial See, there you go getting a bit kinky again with THC in the things. Yeah, yeah, but THC is the chemical that, that soothes and alters your brain. And just, just like the alcohol in your beverage, THC is the chemical in pot, as you call it, that gives you that. Now, CBD gives you a calming effect, but it does not get you high. And that's why they have legalized that yet. But we are, the, the industry is trying so hard to get a clothing manufacturing going for instance right now it's sort of like little one-offs in little corners of the world and stuff and we need an industry of, of we need farmers to grow it places to buy it and process it to deliver it to the mills so that they can weave it into fabric and we don't have that chain going yet we haven't got that going yet we may not have it in my lifetime by the way folks for those of you that are new to this channel I constantly give John Hell about being a beet farmer, which he is. I'm talking about a bazillion beets a year. He supplies sugar to, I don't know, Eskimos or some damn thing. But anyway, they, they grow all these beets to make sugar. And then he grows all this pot. And I try to get him to smoke it, and he won't smoke this stuff. So, I mean, it's just... Anyway, I give him hell about that all the time. So get used to it. Katie's with us. Hi, Katie. Yeah, oh, there's Elizabeth. Elizabeth's still in COVID jail, but I think maybe she's getting out soon, I hope. Uh, by the way, tomorrow I'm going into Cozumel, and I'm going to slide away after the show. I'm going to do the show first, and then I'm going to go to Elizabeth's no-name bar that we did several broadcasts from. I'm going to see Alma. Sorry, Elizabeth won't be there, but I will get with Elizabeth on the Maripiglia here in three or three weeks, four weeks. Oh, it's next month. We'll we'll get together on the Maripiglia. So, um, Jason says he's worried he was gonna break that bridge. Oh, well, hey, yeah, I mean, Jason, I, you know, I'm a big fat guy, and then on top of that scooter, and that's a glass bridge. And if I went through that sucker, that water had been cold. So, yeah, I was, I was worried about the, I was worried about caving the bridge in. 
Kenneth's here. Hey, Kenneth. He's up there in Pennsylvania. He's getting ready to go on a ship, too. Both Princess Cruises will be on. Uh, that we were on. Uh, has that? Oh, they have the bridge, too. Very good. Carol's with us. Hi, Carol. Good to see you again. Folks are walking by and looking at me like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Queen Mary is sitting on concrete. That's one of the problems, getting rid of it. It's not floatable. Ah, okay. So, thank you, John, for updating me on, on a news story. I just, I just knew they are going to get it opened again. Yes. All right, so John's uh, is is my fact checker. Good for him. Jason says, "Let's see the cat. The good cat's on the other part of the the other studio, uh, uh, guarding against polar bears entering." Lizzie says, "I booked Pete's group cruise. Oh, she booked Pete's group cruise yesterday. I'm gonna be there, Lizzie. That's awesome." I uh, got the, the numbers I uh, got this morning was uh, 32 cabins now, uh, including one from New Zealand. That's awesome. Uh, so we're going to have, uh, that's going to be a very successful cruise. Of course, it's still open. We're still taking bookings on it. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested at sales from Athens, uh, Greece, in May of next year on the Brilliance of the Seas, I have not decided, folks, there's a 50-50 chance that I'm going to just go down to Tampa and jump on the brilliance of the seas through the TA across. It gets into uh, Vecchia, and that's Rome, uh, for those of you that don't know. Uh, and then it does a seven-lighter from Vecchia up to uh, Athens, and that's down to Athens whichever direction it is, from uh, Rome to Athens. And that's where the group cruise will start for seven days out of Athens. So I have not booked the first two legs of that yet. I am definitely booked on uh, the uh, on, on the group cruise. So uh, I will, uh, if I don't meet you before then, Lizzie, I will definitely meet you on the group cruise. So. How are you liking MSC versus your recent Royal Caribbean cruise? Very good question, uh, Cindy. I am perfectly happy with both. They're different, but yet, for what I like for cruises, I'm very happy with each. The food has been excellent here. The food was excellent on Royal Caribbean. The staff, the service, uh, the friendliness of the staff is just unbelievable on both. That's the kind of things that are important to me. I'm always getting asked about entertainment. I just don't. I get, I'm getting, I'm pooping out too early, folks, to go take part in entertainment like I used to. Uh, I still haven't been to a show. I was going to try to go to the show last night. I never got back out of, the, out of my stateroom. So we'll see if I can get enough energy mustered up for tonight. 
but still, overall, yeah, I love it. And you talk about a sad state of affairs. I want to talk to some of the upper level staff yesterday, and they specifically asked me not to interview them. So apparently that's frowned on by some of the hierarchy of MSC. But anyway, I can understand that. Uh, this ship is sailing. It's a 5,600 maximum capacity. There's 1,100 people on the ship, folks. That's 20%, for God's sakes. I mean, these people got to be losing money. Uh, just unbelievable to sail a humongous ship like this with only 20%. Now, they were planning on this being a, about a 40% sailing in the last two weeks with the Omicron panic. Um, roughly half of the people booked on this cruise canceled. And I, I can't fuss about people canceling, right. but I will reiterate again, uh, these two cruises that I have been on, and yes, I have my mask right here, and if I wasn't running my mouth or having my uh, uh, Bloody Mary, and I do have a Diet Coke sitting here, uh, it would be on, even if I'm outside. I have felt 100% safe on both cruises. Uh, and like I said before, I, I went on it with the protocols that are in place. On a cruise ship in today's world is the safest place as you can be anywhere in the world. And I believe that with every ounce of my being. Uh, and nothing has happened to change that. So... Uh, did you try main dining room yet on MSC? Yes, I had the main dining room uh, the first night. I've done the main dining room. I did the main dining room for breakfast this morning. I did the main dining room for lunch. Uh, Sunday, I guess it was. I've done the main dining room twice at dinner. And then the steakhouse last week. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I mean, I, I have, I've had nothing to complain about. I take that back. If I wanted to complain about something <clears throat> in that, uh, no, it was in the steak I had, uh, I had a New York strip steak the other night and it had asparagus was one of the sides with it. And it was the great big fat asparagus. Well, if any of you have ever been around a farm that grew asparagus, if you get the fat part on down the stem, it's stringy. Oh, you got well, it. They just didn't cut enough of it off, so I ended up with a bite of asparagus that was a little stringy. Hell, I do the same thing at home with stuff we grow right on my farm. So, but other than that, man, the food's been awesome. Uh, yeah. Main dining room is fine, and again, as good a service and as friendly a service as you can imagine. And on this ship already, there's got to be 50, 60 staff members that call me by name. Now, I don't go pointing my name out and know that I'm Chili, not Charles. I mean, I'm registered as Charles, my real name. Uh, when they first... Pull me up, it's Sir Charles. They call me. 
But I mean, yeah. I'm, once they find out I'm chilly, and they all know it, you know, they just, I don't know, they're just really, really good folks. So, all right. Let's see if I can, where's my, there it is down here. Let's see if I can pull any more comments up. Nikki's with us. It's starting to get really glary again. Um, Nikki's thinking about Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. We live close to Fern Hollow Bridge. Oh, that goodness gracious. Yeah, that was an awful thing with the bridge. Uh, what's going on behind you, Chili? Sounds like a party. Now, it's Cindy, it's, we're just up. I'm up on the pool deck. And to one side is the Pirates Cove with a bunch of kids. And the other side is the main pool and hot dog. And, and then there's folks like me that are sitting here in the shade. Um, but yeah, there's there's a nice crowd of people up here. Nice crowd of people, considering how few people are on this boat. I mean, it would be nothing if this thing, you know, was full. So, oh, there's Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Sharon, who kicked my butt yesterday, and she was absolutely correct. And I give you uh, kudos for that. You making me want Brandy Alexander sound chummy? I tell you what, I really liked it. John posted the recipe on it when he did it, but uh, yeah. I may have to have another one of those today. It was good. I will say that. Um, Lizzie says, please go to a show. I love MSC's unique shows. I promise you, I will. I'll get to a show. Uh, I just have to make myself not work so hard during the day, so I got a little more energy at night. Uh, good to hear. I've got a status match for them, but my Davina cruise got canceled due to COVID. Still have some time to sail before I lose my status match. I'll be booking on MSC cruise. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think of MSC lifts? Uh, they have them, and uh, you know, I haven't actually seen one used yet. Uh, there are a few people on here that have. Uh, scooters, um, but I have not seen a lift actually in. Are you talking? No, you're you're talking about lift the elevator lifts. Yes, the elevators are cool. I I did a a video. I haven't gotten it posted yet on the electronic elevators, and they're awesome. I mean, there's you don't touch anything, and the, and and the it's computerized so. The elevator door, it tells you um, you're in elevator A. And, and so you pull over to elevator A, the door's open, you get in, door's closed, and they take you to the floor you're going to. You never touch anything, no buttons to press. How does it know? Because when you uh, called it up, you uh, elbow touched it or uh. tapped a number on the keypad out front but no buttons like it used to be and no buttons inside the elevator if you if you call the wrong floor and get in there yeah my hell is not getting out i'll tell you we got to go on and go but yeah it's neat that's that's really cool yeah i'm sure that's the list you were referring to with i'm thinking you're on that side of the pond so jason was referring to how crazy it is on that bridge Emily's with us. Hello, Emily. 
Sir Charles. And we says, yep, that's what that's what they call me at first <clears throat> until they find out it's chili. And then everybody calls me chili. So. They know who you are since you're YouTube famous. Well, not exactly. I wouldn't go that far. So He's famous. All right, guys. That's going to wrap me up for today. I hate to do this, but I got to go get this thing processed and get the podcast up and uh, get prepared to do a show tonight. Maybe. <laughs> we shall see. Anyway, that's going to wrap me up for today. I will do a live stream somewhere on this ship tonight or this evening on what's been going on the last couple days. So for now, this is the old fat travel guy. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, wear your mask, don't get in trouble, think about cruising. And one day, we'll all meet on the high seas. This is the fat travel guy. Later, y'all. All right. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.